What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Dash podcast brought to you by Laoya.net, a podcast where we review movies, TV series, have interviews, and round up the week with iron hot topics in the world of cinema. I'm Dashran Johan, and joining me today to review Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is Samuel Lim. An instinct. A feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. This is perhaps the most frustrating, I mean it to your bones, frustrating Star Wars film that we've gotten, I don't know, since the prequels. Yeah, but you but you learn to accept that the prequels were what it is. Yes. They, <laughs> I, I feel like an Asian parent because, you know, the original was the eldest, responsible one, you know, he had a bit of quirks, but... He's overall just an A student. Mm. Then you get prequels. He's just a C student. And then when he got to a B plus, you were like, oh, okay lah. Yes. You did fine. But this one just went from A to A minus or A plus, depending on who. It's still a good film. It just dropped right down to a D. Here's what I didn't like about the film. Right? From the get-go, from the opening crawl, you already sense that something is off. Yeah. Right? Because one of the first few words of the opening crawl is that Palpatine is back and he's up to no good. Yeah. And, and that's not a spoiler because he was in the trailer. Yeah, he was in the trailer. But nothing about Palpatine's return in the film has intrigue, has mystery, has thrills. Right? He's just there. And then the writing just gets weirder because uh, fr- from the start, we see Kylo Ren and he goes like and he and he goes and visits Palpatine. Yeah. Right? He goes and visits Palpatine. He gets a bunch of exposition oh, dump. Info dump. Just, info oh, dump just, that is so boring, that is so bland. And then after that, we straight away, then like a couple of scenes later, we see the protagonist uh, who discovered that Palpatine is back. Like all the protagonists, basically they're, resist- they're discussing this at resistance base camp, right? Yeah. And they all react to, to it rather nonchalantly. Yeah, you're like, wow, oh, okay. Yeah. Sky's blue, Palpatine's back. <laughs> exactly. And the weirdest thing is, Leia, she was like, yeah, I know. I I knew she was scheme. Yeah, what it was Palpatine all along. And I'm like, really? what? A- yeah. And Palpatine all along is a big key here because basically one of the information that we get, again, not this is not a spoiler because this is literally one of the first few sentences of the film is that, yeah, I've been behind everything all along. I've been behind Snoke. I've been behind every single thing that you've seen. And it doesn't make sense. This goes against everything that is set up in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Not just Last Jedi, mind you. Force Awakens also. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not against like Palpatine returning to screen. I mean, I'm not a fan of it. But again, if you could find a way to bring him back in an organic 
uh, exciting uh, manner, then sure, why not? But zero setup. Go watch Last Jedi. Go watch Force Awakens. You will find absolutely zero clues to his return. Nothing. You are just given exposition in the crawl and you have to piece together from trailers, from like random bits and throwaway lines in the film. And you're like, this is what we get? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And like, but the inclusion of Palpatine is the core of whatever that's wrong with the film. Not yeah. just from an in-story perspective, but the very construction of the film itself mm. and what it is. Because you see, Force Awakens was great. Yeah. Force Awakens was a great film. It rekindled the magic of Star Wars. It did what it needed to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was a rehash of A New Hope. Yeah, it was. It's a good rehash. New characters, all that. But it's a rehash. And the, the, the universe, this, this galaxy felt very small, right? Mm. What Ryan Johnson did, whether you like the movie or not, is that he broke the shackles that have been basically at the ankles of Star Wars for the longest time. Mm. He went against the formula and he did... <clears throat> he protect... He, he em embodied the essence of Star Wars without following the formula of Star Wars, right? And by killing off Snoke, by pushing Kylo Ren in the way that he did, by mm. making Rey's parents nobodies yeah. and all that, what he did was he opened a path for the next director to come in and take this movie in whatever direction that the director wanted to. He essentially gave the, the whole universe a clean slate. Yes. A clean canvas. Yeah. What J.J. Abrams does is he goes on, gets on his knees, he picks up the broken, sha broken shackles, fixes it back, and he does it in the film too because you see Kylo Ren fixing his helmet again, takes that those shackles puts it around his ankles and just limps through the film. This is a film he that is... He runs and falls just yeah, so many times. This is a face. film that is so obsessed with the past to such an annoying, unfathomable degree, right? Like, we will get into, like, all the detailed scenes, but this is a film where the writing is weak, the first act especially feels like a bunch of scenes just put together. Every it, 15 minutes, there's a callback that makes no sense. No sense. Oh. What they did with Ray's character, I'm not going to spoil it, but what they did with Ray's character, it isn't just what they did that bothers me. It's the execution. Because it's so poorly written and it's so poorly executed in the sense that when it happens, you're like, ah. Oh, I cool. Uh, yeah. And that's Whatever. what that yeah. reaction is exactly what a lot of these movies. Like conflicts are just re resolved with exposition. Like if characters are so-called dead, then they just come back. You know, it's just, it's just things like things like that that don't there's no rhythm. The film has no rhythm, it has no flow to it. And character, what 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 you see, okay, you want to bring Palpatine back. Sure. Bring him back if you want to, but bring him back in a manner that is poetic. Exactly. Bring him back in a manner that that is thrilling, that is mysterious, that that, that has resonates. Intrigue, that resonates emotionally. Yeah. Not bring him as a more ha 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 figure that is just there, generic like a one-dimensional robot in a Michael Bay Transformers movie. Exactly, because if 
if I could just compare this to one thing, Lord of the Rings is a great example of how to set up for a great big villain. Because, right, in the first film, you get the gravity and you understand the context of who this guy is, who this pervading evil of what Sauron is. But he's never the main villain. He works through his agents, which is arguably what you see in Force Awakens. Then Snow was sort of this one's, was uh, this trilogy Sauron. Then we saw in Last Jedi, right, uh, if you could say Saruman was like like a new villain took over, but I like that last year I changed that that basically the Sauron of the franchise was killed off, and I thought okay, I'm not exactly happy with Last Jedi, but I'm happy to see Kylo Ren take the reins. What would happen if you got a B like a B plot villain and you gave him just so much debt and you excelled him to like prominence? Exactly. You see, here's the thing, right? Yeah. We speak, we talk about Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren to me is a gift to Star Wars. Yeah. He was in Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. He grew to be, to me, the most intriguing character in all of Star Wars. And I don't say that lightly. Mm. We have plenty of iconic characters in Star Wars throughout the years. But Kylo Ren topped my list. Yeah. As someone who loves Kylo Ren or loves to hate Kylo Ren, this movie dilutes him and makes him one-dimensional. Yes, they do touch on the conflict within him and all that. But again, it boils down to how haphazardly it's written, how shabbily, how shabby the script is, where like in Last Jedi and Force Awakens, you, fe you felt his pain. Like, he basically, especially in Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson mm. took Kylo Ren, put him on a table and dissected the character yeah. so that like you really got, got a glimpse into his inner thoughts. Yeah, and those scenes where they were both like doing this sort of mental battle between yes. the back and forth between Rey and Kylo, it felt like, okay, I see conflict, I see tension, I see just mounting. And, and the best part is the ambiguity. Is this sort of a philosophical, like altruistic battle to redeem his soul? Or is this maybe an element of romantic sexual tension? Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that it builds and it builds and up to the point where it just explodes in the throne room. This it builds haphazardly, it builds haphazardly, and then it kind of just falls apart. Yes, Yeesh. nothing. There is not a single moment in this film where you can see that's a pure moment of character. Like... It, like, like, you know, the camera just lingers on a character mm. and you get to be with the character and, and feel what the character is going through. None of that. There's no charac character depth in the film at all. It just falls flat. Uh, the writing, oh my God, we, we are talking about the writing over and over and over yeah, again. We, we but but that, 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 it all boils down to this. This is the guy who wrote Batman v Superman, Chris Terrio. And, and he is once again collaborating with, I mean, in this film, JJ also penned the script alongside Chris Terrio and my god does this feel feel like Batman v Superman so much stuff is going on it feels like a four hour film truncated into a two hour something film and yeah. like it just jumps from scene to scene to scene to scene where's the thematic resonance of every decision they make you, it, none of it makes sense to quote Martin Scorsese this film is a roller coaster, right? I mean, not the quote, but the appropriate. Yes. Basically, this whole film is just one big cinematic roller coaster, right? And look, to be fair, I can, I can say we had fun. Yes, that's the scenes, thing, right? You right? see, because this is not complete garbage. No, it's not. You see, that, not. what I'll say that 
the JJ Abrams has such a flair for the visuals, and you know you have your usual John Williams score. Mm. The editing is mostly good, yeah. and like all, all these kind of things. This is a beautiful film, aesthetically speaking. There's some stunning, stunning imagery. Even yeah. the opening scene where you see like there's this red hue and this giant planet, and you see Tie Fighters going. Yeah, that the opening scene is actually pretty cool. It yes. set up my expectations pretty high. Yes, it was everything yeah. is shot so well mm. and all that. But that that when when it, when all of it is shot so well, you you can't help but f- go along for the ride, mm-hmm. right? Because the action scenes, there's this thing they do pod. Poe basically uses the Falcon and do something called light speed skipping. Yeah, oh and my it's, it's pretty God. cool. Like you're like, oh, oh, I didn't know you could do that, but that's actually you see the film works well when it builds on what was set by the last like yes, team when it focuses on the sequel trilogy, the yeah. current crop of characters. Yeah, because, innovation. Yeah, yes, all those kinds of things is really really good. You got the lightsaber battle mm. between Kylo Ren and Rey is really really good. I love that this is I think the first lightsaber battle that it doesn't even have an epic John Williams call. What J.J. Abrams do- does is he, d- he removes all... Uh, move, he doesn't include a sort of musical track or an epic track. Oh. What he does is he just keeps it silent and all you hear is the clash of the lightsaber. You hear yeah, the roar of the sea, the sea oh, and all so that. Good. And it's such a... a it's a, and, be- and this creative choice makes it a very tension-filled like action scene. Yeah, right? it is. There are moments where you have these basically horse riding on a Star Destroyer. And all these things are honestly really, really cool. Yeah, they are. And they look good too. They look really good. And what they do is John Williams' score is fantastic as always. Although most of the great stuff in this movie comes from the old movies. But, but you know, he, he does what he does. Yeah, he does fine. what he does. Yeah. yeah. So all of this, what all of this does is it provides like this huge distraction from the garbage writing. Yes. This film is so much flash begging for substance. Yes. Uh. There, are lo- there are certain story details that work. Story details. But in screenplay, in how it's told, everything falls flat. And, and this movie, while I didn't hate it, you know, it's, this is frustrating. And especially coming from me, someone who loved almost every single thing the Disney era of Star Wars has given. I love Force Awakens. Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue One, fantastic. Solo, eh. eh, eh. enjoyable. It is eh. what it is. This was frustrating from start to finish. Listen, we're not angry. We're just yeah. disappointed. <laughs> we, we really did expect more out of this movie, you know? And look, I'll say this, Disney, you need to commit to a vision. Look, even if you get shit for it, stick to it. Because the least people can say is you went out with a bang and you stuck to your guns and you held on to your integrity. This film, I don't know. I guess Rise of Skywalker just feels so hollow. It was just based on cynical decisions. Cynical decisions and just... Basically, this is a film, right, which which is so obsessed with the past to the point where it doesn't. It feels less like a film. It feels less like a piece that like, of a piece of art than basically the writers going on Reddit 
looking at a bunch of fan theories or fan fics and just ch- oh, shooting like all of that. Yeah. Basically, that's what we see in the film. Every five minutes, callback, callback, things that don't make sense, things that uh, contradict the Last Jedi, things that contradict J.J. Abrams' own Force Awakens. Doesn't matter. Callback. Here's a callback. Here's a callback. There are things they do with Leia in this film that make no damn sense. makes no damn sense whatsoever and it's just shoehorned in it doesn't matter if there's no flow there's no there's no rhythm there's no tempo there's no beat there's no gradual escalation of conflict none of it matters because here's just some scenes some scenes some scenes call back call back call back call back call back yeah i, I describe this trilogy as jazz you know you you got some very interesting like clean notes in the first film then the second one was a little bit more jagged but it was it had a little bit more excitement to mm-hmm. it and then finally i don't know the guy just fought in his saxophone and called it a day 